This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, friends. Happy Monday if you're listening to this on the release day. If it's another day, hey, I hope you're having a beautiful day today. So today we're talking about shifting your mindset on losing. Losing is this word that I think we we use too often uh, to describe either how the outcome of a race or event was for us or you, or just something in general in life. And the reason I want to talk about this is because recently the Rider to Racer program that I I help coach with Vita Mountain Bike Series, Vita MTB Series, which I'll I'll link in the show notes just in case you're interested. But this Rider to Racer program just finished with a race in Snowmass here in Colorado. And these racers did so phenomenally well. The the ones that did uh, ultimately race at, in Snowmass at the end of the, at the end of the weeks that we had in in terms of the training, they were so pumped. They've become quick friends. Uh, it's just what happens after you spend a weekend together, uh, going over things and and really having that bonding experience of prepping for a race which I'm sure you might understand if you've ever done it. And even if, even if you haven't, that's fine. I'm sure you could probably understand it if you've ever done like a long ride or a long event with any group of friends. It's one of those things where it's a shared experience. I mean, hell, even if you're a CrossFitter, it's one of those things where if you have a shared experience of doing Fran or some other named uh, wad or workout of the day together, it's just one of these bonding experiences you can't quite explain um, unless you've actually experienced yourself. Anyways, these racers did phenomenally well. They showed up and they really put in their efforts in the weeks leading up to the actual race. They dialed in their nutrition. They did the strength and training, uh, strength and conditioning rather program that I put together for them specifically for them. And it's one of those situations where, you know, they showed up and unfortunately, like a couple folks did have mechanicals and just, you know, all of the, the shit that happens on race day, right? You have a flat tire, you, you break a derailleur. I mean, whatever happens. And, you know, unfortunately they talked about like, yeah, I lost, you know, and I, I put in a lot of effort, but unfortunately I lost. And I, I just want to put the, I want to press the pause button on that that way of thinking, because there is a different approach that you can take. And I want to kind of differentiate between losing and getting beat. All right. So there, there is a, a little bit of a mindset shift that can happen here. All right. How you think about losing is one way to change your approach to, again, not only racing, but just your overall performance in general. Many times I, I do hear clients and other athletes, like I, I did just talk about with the Rider to Racer program, I hear them talk about how they lost a race or how they are losing at their efforts, even in training. So not even necessarily in racing, but just in training or just how life is just, just simply overwhelming themselves right now. So what's the point in focusing on themselves? You know, they start to ask these questions and to me, that's just rubbish there is a huge difference between losing and not giving it your all as well as getting beat at something. So ask yourself, did you lose or did you get beat? Because there is ultimately a difference. And to lose a race or event really just to me means that you didn't train right for it. You didn't, maybe you didn't put in your all on race day. You know, you didn't give it a hundred percent effort 
uh, or you let some aspect of training maybe fall to the wayside in the weeks leading up to the race. Hell, maybe you didn't even use your strengths to overcome your weaknesses in the race. Maybe you, I don't know, didn't fuel enough or stay hydrated. Maybe you rested too long at the rest stops, or you took too long on the transfers if you're racing enduro. Or maybe you even went too hard on the transfers and you climbed way too hard and you just spent yourself for the downhill portion. Or, you know, hell, I'll be honest with you about this one. Maybe it's that time of the month if you're a menstruating individual and you simply just don't have the power or capacity to race and go all out. Uh, And that's okay because you still showed up and you put in the effort despite some things that are out of your control, no matter what what it was, you know, if it was any of those things that I, that I mentioned now to get beat in a race means that you did give it your all. Your training was absolutely 100% dialed. Your nutrition was solid. Your, your hydration was on point, your recovery, your sleep, your stress management, all of that stuff that combines into you being your healthiest and fittest individual, that stuff was in in motion. It was set for you. It was dialed. And yet you still got outpaced by someone else in the race. You got beat and that's fine. Ultimately though, I mean, you do want, you want to prefer to get beat instead of lose if there is a choice, of course. So this is why it's really important that after every race or event, or in terms of your mindset, when it comes to losing and, you know, with your training and stuff, quote unquote, losing, That's why it's really important to pause and do some analysis, okay? So after a race or event, I'll talk about that first. And then the next next segment, I'll talk about, you know, just what kind of mindset you can do if you're not racing and you don't give a crap about racing. Because, hey, not everyone races, and that is totally fine. Um, But, you know, if there's other things in your life that you feel like you're, quote-unquote, losing at, we'll talk about that next. But after every race or event, pause and do some analysis. Ask yourself these questions. Did you train leading up to the race? That's a fair question because a lot of times folks just focus on putting in miles and more and more miles on the bike. And unfortunately, there is going to be some element of importance to doing intervals and specific training things and like race starts and tempo and all of these variations of actual interval work because there's a huge difference between training leading up to the race that's that's more race specific um, or just putting in miles on your bike. You know, because I, yeah, all too often I think athletes hope that putting in more miles would train them enough. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. Now, did you do any skill work or did you work on your particular weaknesses on the bike? Here's my favorite one to ask. You know, did, for example, did you overbrake in the corners? <laughs> that's usually my thing. I tend to overbrake in the corners, especially if there's gravel. I just have this mental thing with gravel because I've picked so many rocks literally out. I've picked gravel rocks out of my body. And I mean, we're not talking like tiny pebbles. We're talking like really big rocks. Um, I have a little bit of PTSD when it comes to certain gravel uh, stuff, especially when it's fast gravel corners that are really loose. So I've had quite a few bits of stitches in my life uh, just from literally gravel. Uh, You know, so ask yourself about those particular weaknesses on the bike. Did you did you do any of that skill work to work on those particular weaknesses on the bike? For me, it's, you know, breaking in the corners and things like that. Were you properly fueled the day of the event or race? Also ask, were you properly fueled the week leading into the race? Because those days before the race or the ride or event or whatever you're doing 
are incredibly important and they're often overlooked. Now, what about hydration? I mentioned this earlier, but you know, the same can be asked about the day of and the week before the event when it comes to your hydration. Are you properly drinking enough water? Are you also, you know, having some electrolytes and adding some salt to your, to your food and drink and things like that? Because sodium is incredibly important. Sodium is an incredibly important electrolyte. It is what helps you contract your muscles. So if you're feeling like you have dead legs, guess what? You might need a little bit of sodium. Don't be as scared about sodium as much as, you know, unfortunately, as much as like the media and some doctors might even encourage sodium being so bad for everything, blood pressure and things like that. Um, I mean, hell, I've known individuals with higher blood pressure who've actually reduced their blood pressure by adding a little bit of sodium to their diet. So it's one of those things, especially if you're an athlete, you know, consider your sodium and your other electrolytes um, into your hydration plan. Another question to ask is, you know, did you hammer out the entire race and absolutely throw it down? Or did you just just not commit and ended up yo-yoing your speed throughout the race? By that, I mean, you know, going really fast and then going really slow, going really fast and then going really slow. What'd you do? Next thing kind of goes along with the weaknesses question that I asked earlier. Did you use your strengths to your advantage in the race? You know, were you aware of your weaknesses and did you use your strengths to overcome them and make up for them? Example, if you're not a climber and you're in a cross-country race, guess what? You're going to have to really hammer it down on the downhills, okay? But on the climbing, what you want to do is you want to try to get ahead of the pack a little bit. Uh, This is a little bit of a race mindset, you know, strategy type of situation that I'm talking about, kind of preemptively here or, or, you know, ad-libbing here. Um, But... If you're not a good climber and climbing is not your strength yet, then think about how you can position yourself to be ahead of folks. If you do know the race course really well, see and think about how you can be ahead of folks before you start that that climb. All right. So especially if there's a downhill before that climb, great. Hammer out the downhill, go fast, go speedy, burn through those corners as best as you can, keeping your rubber side down, and then get ahead of the rest of the the, the race, you know, the other racers and get ahead of them on the climb. And yes, they'll probably pass you on the climb. Don't let that mind, mind fuck you up. That's fine. Just keep pushing, keep putting one pedal in front of the other, know that they're going to pass you. And then you're still going to be about, you know, anywhere from 10 seconds to a minute, to two minutes ahead of them on the downhill then, because if downhill is really one of your strengths and, you know, maybe technical stuff is your strength. Great. Use that to your advantage. There is always going to be a way to do strategy in races. And sometimes I think that's one element that can often be overlooked. Um, and I think sometimes we let our weaknesses overcome our strengths too much in our head. And that's where we can really set ourselves up for certain failures in a race, as well as just mentally beating ourselves up. And, you know, I'm just, I'm really here just to try to help you help prevent you from getting, getting into that cycle. All right. So let's just try to avoid it at all costs. All right. Now, those are some good solid questions. I think there's probably more questions. Those are just some things that I jotted down that I think are really important in terms of a download after a race or event and really just to dive in and ask yourselves, ask yourself these questions. Now, these same questions or similar questions, the same can go with your mindset to quote unquote losing when it comes to even your training plan and and things like that, like we talked about earlier. In the moments when you feel overwhelmed and like you're, you're quote unquote losing ground on your training, 
I want you to pause and ask some of these same, some of these similar types of questions. Ask things like, are there other days this week that will work better for your training to make your training actually happen? What days can you meal prep more effectively? So you have some food prepped and ready for for you to go on the days when you're just overwhelmed and way too busy with work and kids and training and, and just life. And, you know, make sure that you have that time to focus on yourself during the week, you know, one or two days a week to kind of prep some stuff, prep some protein, prep some, some good old carbs and stuff. Um, what days are better for you to rest? So you've already figured out what days are great for your working out and your training and your longer rides, but what about your rest days or, you know, rest day? please, I hope you get at least one rest day. If you haven't, oh my gosh, check out my other episode on rest days. I'll link that in the show notes as well. And then given the previous answers that we've already asked, what days are better for socializing and meeting up with friends? You know, maybe maybe you can choose what day is a better day for you to have a social ride with your friends. That way you, you can have some elements of fun in your training. And I think that's incredibly important because all too often we might we might put too much emphasis on training, training, training. And man, you know, if you're dating someone who also rides or runs or does whatever sport you're doing, great. You should probably maybe have like a little date night with them. I think that's really important. Socializing is really important, whether we're in the middle of a pandemic or not. It's incredibly important for your mental health, you know, to have that connection with other human beings. So don't neglect that in your life because man, that can just bring so much joy to your, to your life and your training and it can make it seem more fun. And you'll also feel less burned out. You're also going to feel less overwhelmed. All of this stuff. Need I go on? (laughs) Um, And then some other questions I have here. When can you do some movement that you actually enjoy? So maybe you have some movements in your training and strength program or whatever that maybe aren't things that bring you so much joy, you know, because there's some stuff in training that's going to be a little bit rote. It's going to be a little bit repetitive. And that's okay. You know, that training that's a little bit repetitive is actually a good thing. It really helps build mental fortitude. It helps helps build that mental resilience for you to just overcome some shit. All right. But maybe there's some things that you really love. Like maybe you love jumping rope. I actually love jumping rope. I'm a weirdo, but I love jumping rope. And, uh, you know, I love doing pull-ups. So I usually add that in on top of my actual programming that I do because I do the the shred strong program that I program for everyone. Um, and sometimes I'll test some movements and things like that just for future weeks and phases in the programming. But you know, I really like jumping rope and I love pull-ups. So I usually add them as an addition or an addendum to the actual training because they bring me joy. Uh, cause there's nothing honestly as badass as feeling like you can pull yourself up on something. Um, all right. Some other questions I have here. If you're feeling overwhelmed, what are some times every day when you can just go for a quick 10 minute walk to get outside and and maybe unwind a bit? Because walking is one of the most underrated things that we can do for our health and our mindset and our stress relief. And I think it's incredibly important when we are living in a society of do, 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 and being productive, being as productive as we can and grind, you know, rise and grind type of thing. Man, sometimes you just need to walk and take a break, take a break and do some form of stress relief and, and stress management to help mitigate those stress goblins. Okay. And then last, but certainly not least, can you, can you stop and listen to some music that you absolutely love that will maybe pick you up a bit if you're feeling a little bit down or that, I don't know, might energize you a little bit more. If you're feeling a little bit lackluster when it comes to training, 
you know, put on some music, put on some jams that motivate you, that get you feeling good. Maybe get you shaking your booty and dancing a little bit. I think it really makes a big difference and it can just bring, again, bring you so much joy. And that's incredibly important. Now, it's always a good idea to stop and check in with yourself to ask, you know, what can you do to make things better the next time or the next day or the next moment? It doesn't have to be a huge shift either. Even the tiniest and smallest of shifts can add up to to some really, really big results over time. The key here is to not let things spin out of control to the point of you not doing anything for your health and fitness and training and things like that, especially if you're training for a race, because something is often better than nothing. And always remind yourself that maybe you didn't lose, okay? Maybe you just got beat. And that's okay. Use that as a point of reflection to pause and just examine examine the situation and analyze it as best as you as possible, because then you can show up even better next time. And you know, tomorrow and next week and next month, and you know, the list goes on. It it's it's a domino effect. And I really hope that a lot of you that a lot of you realize that. All right. So if you're ready to take your mindset and your performance to the next level then I'd love for you to join me in the upcoming launch of the Shred Strong program. This is the program I've developed specifically for mountain bikers to get strong on and off the bike year-round. And I'm launching this year-long periodized progressive strength and conditioning program on Monday, October 11th. This is the same program, like I mentioned, that I follow year-round myself because it simply works. You'll feel stronger, you're going to feel more powerful on the bike, and you're going to feel much more resilient and injury-free in general. So let's get you and your mindset right. Join the waitlist for Shred Strong today. I'm going to link in the show notes. And I hope you all have a beautiful day. If you have any questions about this episode, man, add a comment on my post in Instagram or just email me, jen at shifthumanperformance.com. I'm more than happy to help. But again, the link for Shred Strong is in the show notes. I'd love to see you in there. 